This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on grief, depression, and the pathway to mental wellness, all the while nourishing my soul with the music and poetry of the late indie rock singer-songwriter David Cloud Berman. So how are you doing, motherfuckers? I am okay. I'm okay. I'm looking out my window right now, and the sky is blue, which means I am not. It is cold and dreary, but the sky is fucking blue, and the sun is shining, and I will take that all the live long day. So there's that. I uh, have been continuing my path of wellness, and um, things are ticky-boo at the moment. Uh, Again, I'm going to attribute this to the new drug that I'm on, and one of these days I'm going to have the pill bottle here so I can tell you what it is in case you want to know and you want to make some changes to your life. Have I got the drug for you? <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. I would never sell pharmaceuticals on here. Although I would, I would, you know, tell you what strain of weed I'm smoking, and it's called Animal Face, and it's delicious. And from what I gather, it's nutritious as well. So there's that. I have been uh, smoking fairly regularly uh, after you know, dabbling for the better part of a couple years with edibles, I just was unable to kick the munchies with edibles. With smoking, I seem to have found a pathway to no munchie land. And that's a good thing. Uh, I'm dropping some LBs and uh, that's going to make me feel better. And hopefully that's going to get me out walking more. And then it's a circle of life kind of moment, you know. It's uh, I'm I'm holding that fucking baby lion. It's Simba, I believe, is his name. I'm holding that baby lion out over over the. Now let's let's talk about this for a minute. If I had a child, I don't think I would hold it out over a cliff like that. And I did have children, so I'm speaking from experience. I would not hold it, you know. If there was a whole gathering of animals below, I would not have my young in peril like that. That just seems, well, my dog seems to agree with me as well. So there's that. At any rate, um, yeah, I've been smoking quite a bit, but I haven't been drinking. And uh, I'm okay with that. The last couple times I drank, I only had like three or four drinks and I was hung over. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a fucking bulldog. I can drink. Uh, I would put myself up against, uh, well, somebody that can drink as much as me. (laughs) I'm not into competitions, especially where beverages are concerned. Uh, I I don't think that um, it's something that you necessarily need to compete over. Now, strongman, I'm, you know, if you can flip over a log and get get yourself uh, a tire that you can flip over. Well, then that's something you can prove to me, but, but drinking probably, probably not. I I think, I think I'm mostly pretty good at keeping up. So there's that. Today, we are going to continue uh, our journey through the catalog of, uh, this, of, uh, David Berman and Silver Jews. Uh, we are on American water, which just recently, 
celebrated its 25th anniversary. And I know Berman isn't alive to make this kind of stuff happen, but I really would have liked to have seen a reissue. Um, I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking for a box set or anything like that, because I don't know what kind of ephemera there is out there or extra tracks or demo tracks or, or whatnot. But Drag City, you missed out on an opportunity here to, um, to, uh, to showcase this fucking spectacular record. And mark my words, this record is spectacular. We're, we're, you know, only partially through it, but it is really, really good. I strongly recommend listening to it in album form rather than in podcast form where you have to listen to me drone on about the quality of the songs and, and whatnot. It's, it's, it works really well together. These songs work really well together. That's what I'm trying to say. So there's that. I uh, don't have a whole lot else to tell you this week. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. Smoking herb and drinking wine. And uh, I know what I can tell you about. As the calendar turned to 2024, this is my 50th year. I'm going to turn 50 this year. July 24th, 1974 was the year I was born. And July 24th, 2024 is the year I will turn 50, the day I will turn 50. So we're starting to go through this process of my friends that are you know, months older than me are starting to go through it. And it's really interesting that for some people it's very bothersome. And for others, it seems like just water off a duck's back. Uh, I tend to be in that latter camp. I really have no shits to give about turning 50. I don't feel 50. Uh, I don't know that I even feel 40. So I'm raging against that machine and, you know, fighting, fighting an uphill battle, I know. But my hair isn't even gray yet. Now, my beard, when I uh, let my facial hair grow, it's white. It's all, it's all white. But my hair, I don't even have gray streaks in it. And I don't, somebody asked me recently if I dye my hair. And it's like, no, I don't fucking dye my hair. Uh, this is all natural, baby. <laughs> black like midnight. You know what I'm saying? Over here? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Black is fucking midnight. Back then I had a Buckingham rabbit. I've been lonely since she found Christ. Now is the time to depend on the law. The nights of my professional life. The nights of my Living in a very young city Grand piano, great lakes, goodbye If you ask me my name, it's Hilo Jack in the game I can track a single Peter the High Every single game was a blowout And the NASCAR blurred into porn Traps of the man who was never born. The man who was never born. 
Step on it, you motherfucker. You will ruin it all. Now listen, this is, a good, uh, this is as good a time as any for me to reiterate that a song that fades out goes on forever. This song doesn't necessarily fade out because it, it's got a hard stop. And um, so it doesn't go on forever. It just ended. So I need you to know that. I need you to know that the song is over and it's okay that I'm talking now. It's okay. Great outro. Love the noodley guitar. Uh, we get a lot of it, you know, played throughout. Malk is 
um, adding some some lift, I suppose, to you know an otherwise repetitive uh, verse. Um, and normally I might complain about that, but because it's Berman, and because we get the lyrics that we get, you you can't complain. It's it's you know it's another piece of work in his oeuvre that that is just very fucking good. You know, I I can't I can't put too fine a point on it. Just how good his lyrics are and impressive they are to me. As somebody who has dabbled in poetry, uh, more than dabbled in poetry, um, and songwriting, lyric writing, I, I can tell you that he, he stands head and shoulders above many, many. I'm going to say including Malk. Uh, Malk is a great songwriter. I think this is a Bob thought, is that uh, Bob has said before that he is so thrilled that he got to work with not only one of the greatest songwriters of all time, but uh, one of the greatest poets of all time in David Berman and Stephen Malkmus, respectively. So there's that. Now, what is this song about? It's called Buckingham Rabbit. Uh, it it, it uh, comes to a chorus at one point, um, when the rent became whiskey. And then that out, the outro is really what stands out for me. I, I don't know why. I just really like the noodliness of it. Um, the atmosphere that it creates throughout the noodling is, is wonderful, but I'm repeating myself now. So I'm going to stop while I'm ahead and just say, this is a fantastic collection of words and music. And it's not my favorite song on the record, but it's very good. Um, collectively. Uh, again, I think in, independent of the lyrics, I wouldn't be so big on the song, but judging the song as a whole, uh, I, I will take it. So there's that. Let's read some poetry. This is Self-Portrait at Age 28, Part 3. It comes from David's book of poetry, Actual Air, and I'm going to read that for you now. Today is the first day of Lent. And once again, I'm not really sure what it is. How many more years will I let it pass before I take the trouble to ask someone? It reminds me of this morning when you were getting ready for work. I was sitting by the space heater, numbly watching you dress. And when you asked why I never wear a robe, I had so many good reasons. I didn't know where to begin. If you were cool in high school, you didn't ask too many questions. You could tell who's been to last night's big metal concert by the new t-shirts in the hallways. You didn't have to ask, and that's what cool was. The ability to deduce, to know without asking, and the pressure to simulate coolness means not asking when you don't know, which is why kids grow up ever more stupid. A yearbook's end pages filled with promises to stay in touch stand as proof of the uselessness of a teenager's promise. Not like I'm dying for a letter from a class stoner ten years on, but do you remember the way the girls would call out love you, conveniently leaving out the I, as if they didn't want to commit to their own declaration? I agree that the I is a pretty heavy concept, 
and hope you won't get uncomfortable if I should go into some deeper stuff here. Ooh, very intriguing. Very intriguing. We're going to get we're going to get some deeper stuff going. That was a uh, self-portrait at age 28 part 3 from the book Actual Air, David's collection of poetry. Uh highly encourage you to get this book. It's really great. And um if you don't get it, well you can listen to my audio <laughs> renderings of the poems uh as we uh go through them. So there's that. What did you think of uh part three? For me, it it it's got that nostalgicness about high school that I just find so heartwarming and so relatable. Um, I think that uh the the opening where he's you know, sitting by a space heater, nominally watching his partner get dressed and then having a blase conversation. And that gets him wondering about, about high school and being cool and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. High school and nostalgia are interesting things. They come at an interesting intersection in your life where the word I becomes something that you can um you can just leave out and you don't have to worry about it love you david says forgetting the eye and then so cleverly noting that the eye is a heavy concept and giving us breadcrumbs into the next poem i wish i understood the cool thing a little bit more because to me the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. That's what I have for you this week. Stay hungry, stay foolish, and wash your goddamn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www thebermanproject.xyz That's right. I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Duvra! Podcasts and such.